Pastor Chris's podcast. Good morning, Pleasant Grove UMC. Uh, thank you for having me here this morning. I'm sorry I'm not going to be able to join you in person, but I sure do appreciate your uh, hospitality and, and inviting me to be a part of your service this morning on a Super Bowl Sunday. Um, and, you know, as I, as I was preparing for today's uh, discussion, it got me thinking back. And during that time, last five and a half years I was in New Orleans, we had a linebacker coach, Joe Vitt, and his saying was, when we win together, we're going to walk together forever. Now, in 2009, we go on, we win the Super Bowl. Um, and last December, December 2019, so a little over 13 months ago, we had our 10-year reunion. And you're with the group of guys that you'd won the Super Bowl with a, a decade ago. Hard to believe it had been a decade. But you start reliving some really precious memories. And I remember being in the, the fourth quarter. We're in Miami in the Super Bowl. We're playing against the Indianapolis Colts. I'm sitting on the bench. The defense is on the field. I'm sitting next to our center, Jonathan Goodwin. I tapped Goody, and I said, Goody, oh, it's – the fourth quarter, six minutes left in the game. We're up by seven, and we're playing in a Super Bowl, this childhood dream that so many of us have had, and we're getting to live it out. Now, you flash forward, Tracy Porter intercepts a slant pass for, uh, intended for Marvin Harrison, takes it back to the house. You know, there's seconds left on the clock. We're in the best formation of football, victory formation, and we're in the huddle. We're giddy like little kids, and Goody says, tell it to me again, Stench. And I was like, we're up by 14, there's 40 seconds left on the clock, and we're about to win a Super Bowl. Now, a few minutes later, uh, your family's on the field with you, ticker tape has fallen in the stadium, it's, it's covering you up, guys are doing snow angels out of the, the droppings on the field, uh, they're jumping in e into each other's arms like giddy little nine-year-old kids, just living out their dream. A few days later, we went back to New Orleans, we had... Well, the biggest parade in New Orleans history. So if New Orleans knows how to do one thing, it's, it's overeat and throw a heck of a party and, and have a parade in the middle of it. And it was the biggest parade in New Orleans history. And as, as we were reminiscing at this reunion, it brought back such great memories of being a part of a team. And the fact that when Joe Vitt said, when we win together, we'll walk together forever, started to really resonate and ring true. That when you're a part of something bigger than yourself, when, you, when you've got that goal set and, you know, despite your differences, you're all aimed at that same direction and you achieve something that's so special, you realize that part of what makes it special is that you're able to do it together. And it made me think of Ecclesiastes. In Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12, it says this, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if, we, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. You know, as you look back, and, and the number one question you get once you retire from football is, what do you miss most? What do you miss most about the game? And the number one answer, and I'm no different, is you miss the team. You miss the guys that you, that you locked arms with and you toiled with. Was it easy? No, of course not. It wasn't easy. It was usually pretty painful and very hard, uh, which sometimes reflects life, right? 
Sometimes life can be hard. Sometimes it's not easy. But as believers, as followers of Jesus, we don't have to walk that alone. We too get to walk together. We too get to link arms and be a part of team that is aimed at something much greater than ourselves. And I think that's pretty cool. I think that's awesome. And that's one of the many analogies that sports has for our lives. That, yes, I miss being a part of that football team, being a part of having that goal set off in the distance and each day trying to get a little bit closer and bringing the guy next to you. And some days you're the one who's kind of being pulled because you need it. But there's that accountability and that love. And whatever, what else supersedes the differences is that main unifying bond, that main goal, that main entity that we're all seeking after. You know, as believers, we've got that same opportunity. We all claim to be followers of Jesus Christ, and that becomes primary. Everything else falls secondary. How unifying, how uplifting, how building, what a better experience to go through this life knowing that you don't have to do it alone, that there's people beside you, brothers and sisters, that come alongside you, and when you're down, they can lift you up. And when they're down, you can lift them up. You've got a role in that team. You've got a space. Sure, there's not any shiny rings that uh, are, are destined for you, but what's, what is destined for us is so much greater. It's so much greater than this ring that, you know, now is probably half the size of what either the, the Tampa Bay Bucks or Kansas City Chiefs will be designing starting later on tonight. It's eternity. Eternity with our Lord and Savior in salvation. How great is that? We're, we get to be a part of that team. You get to take an active role. We get to walk through life together. Man, that is awesome. You know, as I talk to teams, as I talk to uh, young football players or, or school kids, one of the words that I like to, to mention to them is synergy. And synergy is when one plus one equals more than two. Because what I can do, maybe I can make it from A to B to C. And maybe what you can do is you can make it from D, E, F. But when we're together, man, we can go so much further. We can lift each other up. We can accomplish more. Our, our total, the sum of our parts together, is better than the individual pieces. Well, that's the way we are as believers. We don't have to go through this life by ourselves. We don't, we're not intended to. You know, you read through the Bible, and, and there's verses like Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10, 22 through 25. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilt, a guilty conscience, and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. How cool is that? It's biblical. It is saying, spur one another on towards love and good deeds. What we do in this world, how we treat one another, how we go through our lives, it matters. It matters. We can lift each other up. Encourage one another. That's, that, that's the best thing about being a part of a team, is it not? 
when, I, when we were playing for that Super Bowl, that entire season leading up to it, you push each other. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you don't like it. But man, is it worth it. And we, as believers, we've got an even higher goal, a loftier goal, that as we walk through this world, that it's not with blinders on, that we can encourage one another, that we can link arms with our brothers and sisters and continue to lift each other up. Now, there's some dark days. We talk more about 2009 and 2010 season in football, but what I, what I failed to mention is in 2005, I'm playing in New Orleans. Some of you might already know what happened in New Orleans in 2005. August rolls around, Hurricane Katrina comes through. Well, three weeks earlier, as I'm in training camp preparing for the season, I tear my patella tendon. So uh, it's, it's challenging physically, it's challenging mentally. The, the, the world, my community is, is torn down. These are dark days. Now, I'm, I start doing my rehab back in Georgia. The team, New Orleans Saints, they relocate to San Antonio. There's a feeling of isolation, of disconnection. Some of us may experience that right now. Maybe it's because of the pandemic. Maybe it's something else going on in your life where you feel isolated, where you feel alone, where you don't feel like you've got that same connection, where you feel distant or separate from that team, that body of believers. Now, biblically, you look back and, and you've got great examples of this. Jesus spent 40 days in the desert. Now, it's great. It's, there are some pros that come with that isolation because it gives you time to reflect. It gives you time to focus in on what matters most. But it also leaves you a little bit vulnerable. We felt, I felt vulnerable. I know I'm not alone in that. In that isolation where you feel separate, where you feel not connected. That's where we're vulnerable. That's where Satan tried to attack Jesus and tempt him during that isolation. Yes, there's times for reflection. Yes, there's times to, to focus in on what matters most. And that's the highlight. But we were made to be a part of this team. We were made for connection. We were made to be in community and fellowship with one another. Uh, thinking back, there, there's other examples throughout the Bible. I'm thinking of Sarah and Hagar. Boy, they had an interesting family dynamic, right? Even They were surrounded by others in the presence of others at times, and they still felt that isolation. Have you felt that at times where, yeah, yes, you're around people, but no, you're, you still feel separate. You still feel isolated. You're not alone in that. And, and we don't know what's to come. So in that 2005 season when I was hurting and I'm questioning things and I'm frustrated and I feel that isolation and lonely and separate, never in my wildest imagination did I know what was planned for me, what God had intended for me, what was still waiting on the other side of this pain and, and that valley that I was in. Um, in. In Romans 15, Romans 15, 1 through 6, we who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not just to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbor for their good, to build them up. It goes on to say, For everything that was, in, uh, was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. We might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Jesus Christ had, 
so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Endurance that was described in the words found in this very book. Encouragement that we can find from each other. There it is, folks. Here's the source. The source of our hope is Jesus Christ. That endurance that life demands from time to time, it comes from Jesus Christ, and it's supplemented. It's helped out. You don't have to walk this this path alone because God has created this body, this body of believers, for us to lean on one another. That sometimes when we're strong, our obligation is to help those that are hurting, that are in their weak moments. And sometimes it's going to be us. Sometimes it's going to be you, where you're, you're feeling weak, and vulnerable and isolated and alone. And we need the rest of the body to lift us up, to overcome those differences and seeing what that one unifying greatest uh, common bond that we have, and that's Jesus Christ. That's where we find our hope. That's where we find our endurance. And this is why we find the encouragement among each other, that we get to walk together forever, that we can overcome the challenges because, man, it's worth it. It's worth it. When we win together, our our win as a collective body is eternity. And that's something that I think we all can agree is well worth fighting for. So as we go through this world and you walk through this life, whether you're in that strong moment or you're in that weak moment, know that we are walking together forever. We can lift each other up. And then when you need help, you're not alone. You're not alone. We're doing this together. Let me close in prayer. Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this opportunity uh, to spend with Pleasant Grove this morning. Uh, I pray that something in this message resonates in the hearts uh, of those that are, that are listening, that your words speak into their life, that they feel your love and feel connected and overcome any isolation or vulnerability uh, that may be existent in their life, that they feel the fellowship and embrace of being a part of your team, God's team, that we don't walk alone, that we walk together, and our our unifying bond is you. I thank you in advance for all that you do and the blessings you bestow on our lives. It's in your son's mighty name I pray. Amen. Pleasant Grove, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Sorry I wasn't there with you, uh, but hope you have a great Sunday.